Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, as we continue to look to the unadulterated Word of God's truth, and especially His Word of prophecy, it becomes more and more certain that we are living on borrowed time. The Holy Spirit is repeatedly reminding us that the last things are unfolding all around us, and yet many within the Church are completely unaware of just how close we really are to the end of this age and eternity's commencement. We have been addressing the many prophetic precursors that support this reality in our past messages and are now in part two of the Apostate Church of the Last Days. More than anything else that we've covered so far, this topic is one that requires our utmost attention, because it holds within it the litmus test of the genuine born-again salvation miracle that ignites within the deadened spirit of a man or woman who comes to Jesus with a truly repentant heart and full submission to His Lordship in comparison to the deadly counterfeit that draws a person by way of fleshly enticements and the power he or she is promised if they follow him. Simon the sorcerer, who we learn about in Acts 8, 9-24, is a profound type and symbol of this travesty. Lucifer has a counterfeit to everything that is true in God, and his most masterful forgery is his version of Christianity. He laid the foundation for this blasphemous invitation in the Garden of Eden when he enticed Adam and Eve with a lofty ambition to be like God. And every false way that he has orchestrated since then is fueled by this luring motivation, with enlightenment promised in exchange for one's soul. In his counterfeiting of the truth, the enemy has his own Christ, which means anointed one. The Antichrist will be anointed from hell. And remember that the name Antichrist means not only against, but also instead of. He will fiercely be against the one true God, His Word, and His true children. But He will portray Himself as being God, and at least initially will appear on earth as the Savior that the world has longed for and the one who will take them to the heights of the godhood they have hungered for. That's one of the primary evidences that separates the genuine Christian from the false. A true believer dies to self, decreasing more each day as Jesus increases within them, while the impostor is continually seeking to increase himself, while doing it, of course, in the name of Jesus and all without any reverential fear of him or repentance for their self-centered arrogance. Not only is this an insult to the Holy Spirit and God's amazing gift of grace, which these egotistical ones trample underfoot, but it is part of the many components that are leading to the Antichrist one-world religion, which will be under the headship of the false prophet who, with almost undeniable certainty, will be the pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church, 
which with every other false way that will be melded into her, will comprise the harlot described in Revelation chapter 17. And I'll be covering this more deeply in a future message. Some of the modern-day conversions, when tested, reveal this worldly, self-seeking motivation and the quest for power which earmark the apostate church and, soon coming, false universal religion that it is destined to be part of. Two names come quickly to mind, Kanye West and Justin Bieber. I point them out specifically but they are just two of many popular icons who are professing a salvation experience, which is becoming very popular, especially with the fans who follow them. However, when it is tested, it is found to be not of the one and only true God of all creation, but of the God of this world and the apostate church he rules over. And so, whether knowingly or unknowingly, They are apostles of Lucifer's deadly counterfeit. In their supposed coming to Jesus, people were impressed and excited. Many pastors celebrated their conversions and defended them when Bereans of the faith took pause with a wait-and-see precaution. The truth is that we are sometimes much too quick to accept that a person has been truly saved simply because they say they are or because they speak the name of Jesus, without testing the fruits, because we don't want to be judgmental. And yet so much affront to the true faith is done when we allow ourselves to join ranks with the impostors who falsely bear the name of Christian, especially when their influence affects many who end up mimicking their unscriptural ways and jumping on the false salvation bandwagon that will carry them to hell's destination. I'm not going to take the time to expound on the actions of these two megastars since they supposedly became Christians, but let me assure you that their fruits have not exhibited any true change in their lives, that is, at least not any change that evidences that they have become a new creation in Jesus Christ the Lord. They are still very much of this world and many of their choices and actions are not only blasphemous and self-glorifying, but they reflect more of the occult and Illuminati mindsets that are leading to the New World Order than the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Even though you will hear them proclaim the name of Jesus in many of their statements, Likewise, you will hear many other entertainers and singers talk about how their roots began with gospel music, and that they even now like to integrate some of this with their current endeavors, which are blatantly, worldly, unholy, and immoral, while they toss around the name of Jesus as though he was their old pal and one of them. This modern-day version of salvation is an adulterous coupling of the world with Lucifer's version of a Christianity that insults the spirit of grace and glorifies God's greatest adversary. Beloved, the truth will not be mocked. There is coming a day, which Jesus has already made certain, when not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. 
Genuine salvation holds within it the eternal life that can only be found in Jesus Christ the Lord and his priceless blood atonement sacrifice that he offered up on mankind's behalf. And we are exhorted by his word to count the cost. There is a divine exchange that must take place. We must die with him in order to live with him in his glorious resurrection eternal life power. And while it's almost impossible to put into human words what it cost the Son of God to atone for the sins of mankind and to make the way for us to be reconciled to the Father by way of that sacred love atonement sacrifice, let us endeavor to try to even begin to grasp it once again with the Holy Spirit's help in remembrance of the truth that saved us while underscoring why such a casual and worldly approach to salvation's miracle that is being propagated by the apostate church of today and the many adherents to it is such an abomination to the Father. What our Savior suffered to pay the price our sins deserved cannot be measured by any normal or human standard. Jesus Christ the living word, the God of all creation, the great I am, took upon himself the penalty of sin's death on behalf of every person born to earth from the beginning to the end of time. He died for all, knowing that not all would enter into salvation's covenant. The pain he endured goes far beyond one's deepest imagination. Shame and humiliation crushed him with every blow. Every pure and sinless drop of blood that he shed, held within it, a love so great, so divine, so perfect, that if we could truly apprehend the glory of it, we would be falling at his feet and worshiping him every second of every day. We would tremble at his word with praise to him, being raised before his throne of grace with every beat of our heart. In 1 John 3, the apostle cried out with a wonder of it, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And in Revelation 19, 1-16, we see our glorious Savior as John saw him, in all his glory and power. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat upon it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. And his eyes are a flame of fire, and upon his head are many diadems, and he has a name written upon him, which no one knows except himself. And he is clothed with a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may smite the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. May we praise his name forever. And on that note of praise, beloved, as we return to our subject title, 
the apostate church of the last days. Hopefully, more fully equipped with a zeal and devotion to our Savior and His unadulterated word of truth. In our next segment, I will be sharing a commentary written by Dr. David R. Reagan of Lamb and Lion Ministries entitled, Apostasy in the Church, How It is Accelerating and How It Relates to the Return of Jesus. I pray you will join me, and until then, I leave you with John 4.23. But a time is coming, and even now has arrived, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. And, as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.